is the Stagger Podcast. All right, welcome into the Stagger Podcast. I am J.D. Smith. And I am Derek Smith. And we are today talking about, well, we thought we were going to be talking about uh, Talladega, and we kind of are, but uh, the race got rained out yesterday, so we weren't actually going to record a podcast yet until the race happened. We're recording this podcast in the morning before we hope a Talladega race occurs on Monday at presumably 3 p.m. Eastern. Maybe it has, maybe it hasn't by the time you listen to this, and maybe it got rained out again because NASCAR decides to do races in the South when it's hot and steamy at three o'clock in the afternoon hey, <laughs> with no lights defense, on the track. They, in their defense, <laughs> it's not like they could plan around the pandemic any better. No, no, I know. I know. New Hampshire. No, I just, weekend, but yeah, we'll talk about this more later. Put some lights <laughs> on the damn track so we can run it at midnight if we have to. Anyway, yes, put lights at Talladega, please. Yes. How is that track not have lights every single year? We run up against this issue. Well, we're going to do a pod. No, you're fine. We're going to do a podcast after Talladega actually happens and uh, we'll recap it. So don't worry. We will get to that. And we'll spend a little more time talking about that. But we were going to just not do a podcast today until the race happened, until the events of last night, which if you are not paying attention or you haven't seen it, I'm not sure how you're listening to our podcast and you haven't at this point, but uh, Bubba Wallace's uh, garage, the Richard Petty Motorsports team, uh, announced that a noose was found in the garage stall of uh, his number 43 car. Um, NASCAR released a statement about this late Sunday evening saying we are angry and outraged and cannot state strongly enough how seriously we take this heinous act. We have launched an immediate investigation and will do everything we can to identify the person or persons responsible and eliminate them from the sport. As we have stated unequivocally, there is no place for racism in NASCAR and this act only strengthens our resolve to make the sport open and welcoming to all. Uh, you might remember that uh, it was just last week that NASCAR banned the Confederate flag from its racetracks after, uh, well, I guess it wasn't just last week, but they they announced, I think last week they clarified, they're not even going to let, like, if you have a shirt that is predominantly based on the <laughs> Confederate flag, that's not going to be allowed. So uh, they're getting hardcore about that. So here here's what Bubba Wallace had to say about it, too. Um, this is a, from his Twitter account. It said, today's despicable act of racism and hatred leaves me incredibly saddened and serves as a painful reminder of how much further we have to go as a society and how persistent we must be in the fight against racism. Over the last several weeks, I've been over weeks I've been overwhelmed by the support from people across the NASCAR industry, including other drivers and team members in the garage. Today, our sport has made a commitment to driving real change and championing a community that is accepting and welcoming of everyone. Nothing is more important. We will not be deterred by the reprehensible actions for those who seek to spread hate. As my mother told me today, they are just trying to scare you. This will not break me. It will not. I will not give in, nor will I back down. I will continue to proudly stand for what I believe. And then because he's Bubba Wallace and he loves metal, he put the devil horns up, which I totally approve of. So go Bubba. And uh, hashtag, we, I stand with Bubba. I know you stand with Bubba. Absolutely. Let's let's talk about this, man, because first of all, for people, obviously, this is a new podcast. A lot of people may not be aware of our various fandoms and, and all that stuff, but go ahead and speak on it, man. You are not someone who joined up on the Bubba Wallace fan club. Not that it's wrong to do so. You're not someone who joined up on the Bubba Wallace fan club this week. I mean, you, you have been rooting for this guy for a long time. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, I've been a Bubba Wallace fan since 2011. So um, to make a long story short, uh, Bubba Wallace came up through the ranks like all these drivers do or most of them. Uh, and when I met Bubba Wallace, it was at the front stretch of Columbus Motor Speedway in Obetz, Ohio in 2011. He was running for the number six Drive for Diversity U.S. Army uh, Chevrolet, I believe. And his uh, he, he was one of the favorites to win that race. He ended up winning the race. But back in that day, they would let all the fans, you didn't have to have a pit pass or anything, they shut all the cars down after qualifying. You climb through this hole in the fence, and you get to walk around and see any driver you want. I believe that year, we did it a few years, and I believe that year was the year we met Corey LaJoy, Chase Elliott. All these drivers were coming up through the ranks. Ryan Blaney, I think, even ran that. Uh, Brandon, Mc, Brandon McReynolds, who I believe now is a spotter. Um, the, all those guys are running up through there. And Daniel Suarez, too. So we got to see a lot of drivers that, that were young. And I I loved Bubba Wallace's racing style. He got to drive. He was start up in the front, I believe. Ran away with the race. Won it handily. And I've been a fan of him since. And later that year, we went to Charlotte. Me and my dad and my, and my wife actually went to uh, the Charlotte Cup race in the fall. And Joe Gibbs Racing who he was affiliated with at the time uh, had a uh, they had a, like a meet and greet. And so we were able to meet Bubba Wallace, uh, you know, along with some of the other drivers. And he was just super down to earth. Uh, so I've been a fan since 2011. Uh, fast forward a couple years, um, you know, watched him all through the trucks, winning, you know, clocks at Martinsville and winning a uh, truck race in Michigan 2017. And then up in the Xfinity and Cup Series, uh, been a fan, was a 43 fan growing up as well. Uh, following the likes of John Andretti and all those people that, that took over the 43 after Richard stepped out. So I'm ingrained deeply in Bubba Wallace. You know, it's like two worlds collided when Richard Petty signed him as his driver. Uh, and then 2017, well, we have a, a young boy who's born and we gave him the middle nickname of Bubba. And that's after Bubba Wallace. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty invested in him. And, uh, He's a big race fan. He's a big Bubba Wallace fan himself, actually. And uh, yeah, so this is hit home to hear that news today. When I woke up, I was working on the computer, doing my real estate stuff. And um, I saw this and I just immediately teared up. And my wife woke up about a half hour later and she said, what's wrong? And I told her what's wrong and she started tearing up. It was um, it was emotional. This is like, I, I mean, it, it's weird because a lot of people, you're, you're fans of a club, you're fans of a team, a sports team, or, or even celebrities if you're not into sports and you're just checking us out for the first time. Thanks for listening. Um, but you like somebody, you see someone that you're like, ah, I like them. They're cool. Um, NASCAR before COVID, I don't know what it's going to be like afterwards, but before COVID, you could literally meet just about any driver you wanted to, even if it was Dale Jr., Jimmy Johnson, they always had availability on every race weekend at mm -hmm. some level. Yeah. And it wouldn't even cost you much. You just kind of hang around the places, you know, to go see them and they'd sign autographs, take pictures, whatever. Um, so having met this guy a few times and seen his, his family, um, following him, obviously on Instagram and Twitter, it, this hurts, this hurts a lot. Um, this would be like if someone did this to a friend of yours and that's, yeah. I think kind of yeah. what Bubba Wallace is. And that's what a lot of drivers are to fans. In a, in a way you almost look at them as a friend. That's why you pull for them. That's why you buy all their stuff, support them. And you know, you get so invested. So this morning in my heart broke when I read that, yeah, that, that statement and read the information. Uh, honestly, at first I thought they were talking about the flag that flew over the, uh, the, the track. I thought they were like, you know, NASCAR should do something about this. And I was like, you know, yeah, they definitely should, you know, they can find out who the pilot was and ban him for life. But you know, unfortunately <laughs> 
3,000 feet above this track is yeah, you know, I mean, open air. We can't do anything. But I didn't even know it was the noose in the garage till <sighs> till you you texted me at like or till I'm sorry till I saw the 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 story around 7 a.m. this morning. And yeah, now here we yeah. are at 9:30 Eastern recording a podcast <laughs> about it. So it's still fresh, very yeah. fresh in all of our minds. Yeah, as I, it is in yours, I'm sure. I saw it late last night, and then I I it took me. I couldn't. I didn't go to bed till probably 2:30. Like I think I saw it. What's not? What's what's really just a weird coincidence it's not like you know anything other than that i guess but uh i don't know if you've heard of that watchman series that was mm-hmm. on hbo so watchman was a movie comic book movie i love the watchman uh graphic novel and then i watched that movie that they made about it and i or the the movie adaptation of it and i love that and and that that uh film that comic book always touched on really deep social issues it was a comic Mm. book it's superhero stuff but it always touched on social issues it was written in the 80s uh or early 90s maybe but it was centered around 1985 anyway so they've made a tv series that's taking place in present day and so it very much touches on social issues it came out last fall i want to say 2019 like november or so and uh they they put it on for free this weekend and Mm. i had been meaning to watch it i saw it was there so i binged it this weekend and that whole series again it's it's fictional it's not real but it's based on some real emotions and some real feelings it touches on race a lot <laughs> and it deals with you know as as you think you've got people who are allies standing next to you as a as an african american person in this country there are people in that show that you see that you think they're on your side and it turns out they're not or they kind of are, but they still want to keep some of that old residual heritage. And I'm putting air quotes up in the air, heritage. Mm. So I watched this whole series, and it was powerful and moving and really well done. And I can't recommend enough to watch it. I turn that off, and then I pick up my phone right before I go to bed, and I see this news. And I was just like, it, it, it's life imitating art a little bit, where you think... Like Bubba Wallace, I'm sure it's and it's not quite the same thing, but Bubba Wallace, I'm sure, thought he has and and he does have allies all throughout NASCAR who care and who truly mean what they say. But there's a chance someone who pounded his fist in the last couple weeks or gave him an attaboy as they walked by him or head nod like doing the right thing. There's a chance one of those people was the one walking around with a backpack on with a noose in it, you know, for all we know right now. And what I'm saying is I can I can I can't understand. I don't know. We're two white guys talking about what it's like to be an African American in NASCAR. We can't fully understand it. Mm. All I can do is say that for Bubba Wallace, I can't imagine what it's like to have had all this support and feel like there's real change happening in a sport where you know change has been needed. Mm. And then you show up to your home track. This dude Bubba Wallace is from Alabama. Daryl Wallace yeah. Jr., if Bubba's hanging you up there, Daryl Wallace Jr., the man, is was born in Alabama. So Talladega, as NASCAR likes to do, everybody, if you're like born within eight hours drive of the track, if it's the closest one to you, they'll call it your home track. If it's a NAS, if it's a Cup Series <laughs> track, Talladega is basically his home track. I mean, he didn't grow up running go-karts there. They don't do that, but that's his home track. And so he shows up after... You know, a, a whirlwind month, I would say, starting back up and then having everything happen with, you know, wearing the I can't breathe shirt. They stop a race to to address this issue. 
they, he calls for the banning of the Confederate flag, and they actually do it. Uh, mm-hmm. He drives the Black Lives Matter car. You got NFL players showing up and, and supporting people from all walks of life coming in and supporting Bubba Wallace. He returns to his home state, a state where right now in the Constitution of the state of Alabama, they have a phrase in there still to this day. They're trying to remove it this upcoming election, 2020, get out and vote, November. But they're trying to remove this statement that says this, quote, separate schools shall be provided for white and colored children, and no child of either race shall be permitted to attend a school of the other race. That's in their constitution today. They don't use it. It's, it's, it's unconstitutional. It's not part of any law that matters. They don't obviously abide by this by law in Alabama. But it's the state of Selma, where Selma, Selma, you know, that whole, everything that happened there, police brutality on a bridge in Selma, George Wallace standing at the, you know, gates of a school saying segregation forever, like, that, he returns to that state, his home state, at his home track, and a Confederate flag's flying over his head and a noose is in his garage. I mean, that's just, that. that's what I cannot... I cannot feel good about that. And, you know, it's not about being a NASCAR fan. There's a part of me that as a NASCAR fan, I know you're the same way, Derek. Like, we defend this sport. We talk about this sport because it's not as backwards as it used to be. It's not. Like, the sport of NASCAR, would you agree with that? That Yeah. The the people who run the sport are not nearly, it's not like it was even 20 years ago, let alone 40 or 50 years ago. 10 years even ago, 10 years ago right they've had a, a, a big change of, of leadership and um it started you know really with the driver diversity program that max siegel and revolution ration had uh you know set up back way probably 10 or 15 years ago now gosh i'm getting old um yeah but it, it, it's it's one of those things too that i mean we've defended everyone's kind of known if you're a Na- like if you say the word nascar you know, oh yeah, NASCAR. I mean that. Like I know people joke yes, about that. They don't mean anything. That's about what it, people but think. That's is, the is perception, that. right? Yeah. And this is like with the with the COVID and pandemic and lesser crowds. This is the time to really let let the the tone be set. And NASCAR is doing a phenomenal job of letting the tone be set that all are welcome. The only ones that aren't welcome are those that are racist bigots. And quite frankly, stay home. You yeah, know, I, yeah. NASCAR doesn't like NASCAR like, doesn't need you because you know why? As a white guy who has white kids and a white wife, I don't want to have them see what you do at your camper or what you do in the stands and think that that's acceptable. It's not, and they will definitely be told at home and it, right there on the spot that's not acceptable. Yeah. You don't be like that guy right there. That's an idiot. That's a racist. Um, but yeah, so I mean, just even speaking as a white person, I don't want to see him in the stands because they put a stain on the sport and honestly they need to stay home and reflect and and honestly too look if you you have been brought up that way and you would like to change (laughs) not to make this sound like a church service but you can you you can get on the right side of history with this you can't sit here and say did you remember that picture of that uh, gentleman who was at a protest i believe Uh, he was in a wheelchair and he had a sign that said black lives matter and behind him was another sign that said i'm sorry i'm late I had a lot to learn, you know? Yeah. yeah. If that's where you're yeah. at, like 
seriously, there's, like, there's, there you should can, be, there it's should never be, too late. You, you can change no and you shame. can be a better person and change the trajectory for your whole family and your ancestors to not be racist. So th- yeah, this is the I time where you're you sitting there. The, you can stand up and do that today. You did the research on it. Didn't we have someone who fought for the South in our lineage yeah. that ended up yeah. in, a, in a prison camp in Indiana, I want to say, and that's where he died? He died. Yeah, he, I did the ancestry on our family. We have people that uh, have fought on both sides of the of the issue or issue, both sides of the Civil War. Yeah. And the the one guy is a he died. He was enrolled, enlisted in 1864, fought in the Battle of Piedmont. Uh, was captured as were many Confederates there because they were basically just nothing but boys and teenagers because the Confederacy had no other people to to fight. And yeah. they rounded them all up, sent them to various prison camps. And, you know, he died three days before Appomattox of dysentery. I have the death certificate. Oh, wow. I didn't know you got the, yeah, death, so, the death certificate. So that's we're amazing. not... We're not, you know, like we have that lineage in our past. Well, yeah, but that's, now, that's my point however, is that we... Just because we <laughs> that's what... Well, but here's the thing, man. You and I didn't. People always want to say that, like I, I didn't, I didn't put slavery in place. No, no, of course not. But, but if you today see that happen to Bubba Wallace and go, well, that's a shame. I don't want to mm-hmm. say anything though, because it's. I mean, what's the point? You know, it's just some random dude. By just us sitting here and going, well, that sucks, and not really trying to help further. Uh, the understanding that it's not enough to just say racism is bad, but we have to actively be anti-racist mm-hmm. by not changing that little bit. No, we're not fighting the civil war, but this is, this is perpetuating things in our society that have been going on for generations, for hundreds of years. And mm-hmm. and by being silent, we, I don't think it's helpful if you are someone who, your family was not affected by slavery. You are not African American, or your your ancestry was not affected by slavery. It's not good enough for us to just sit around and go, "Well, that's too bad. That shouldn't happen." To Bubba Wallace, no, it, it, of course it shouldn't. But let's start finding ways to listen, to hear that it's not just Bubba Wallace, for example. The, I guess the point I'm trying to get to here is. He he has been a guy. I've seen people posting like, "Well, maybe Bubba Wallace planted it himself to get to get more publicity." You need to learn about who Bubba Wallace is because apparently, if you think yeah. that, then you then you think he is. You have just grouped him as he's other than you and he's different and he's not someone I should care about. I don't need to care about or learn about who he is. Bubba Wallace has for years tried to just do the thing that everyone used to tell me growing up in white culture. Everyone used to tell me is what what needed to happen, which was he tried to assimilate. He tried to not talk about his race, not talk about feelings he may have or issues that may have come up. I mean, it wasn't like he shied away from it, right, Derek? But Mm. he was someone who, as far as I understood, you know, he had that phrase where he used to say... uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not worried about Confederate flags. I'm just here for checkered flags, right? Like, yeah. that was his yeah. way of kind of just saying, I don't like it, but I'm not here to fight that battle. I'm just here to race. Because mm. that's what he was told by everyone in the sport and people outside of the sport and society and all that other stuff. Just go along to get along, man. You don't want to make waves. And now, yeah. like a lot of people with some of the stuff that's happened this year, everyone has their moment, right? Where they say, enough's enough. I can't be silent. And for Bubba Wallace, this was that moment. 
it appears mm-hmm. where he As said it was for a lot of us yeah for a lot of us it was and, yeah. and 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 by the way it will be someone else's moment tragically something else will probably happen and someone else will have a moment but let's not wait for that to happen you mm-hmm. know and 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 in Bubba Wallace's case he has taken every opportunity now to bring up the problems and look at how much change he has helped enable in NASCAR in a span of a couple months. Look how quickly things have changed because of Bubba Wallace speaking up and doing something that quite honestly, people in the sport should have been doing for him. He shouldn't have to do it, but either way we're here now and he's doing it and he's doing a phenomenal job. Yeah. This, this amount of pushback though is what he's going to get because there are still people in our society who don't want to move. And all I'm saying is you and I and everybody else who's a fan of NASCAR who who sees this stuff, we need to be moving along with NASCAR and we need to be helping to push and not just say, yeah, Bubba, you take the lead on that because you're the only African-American NASCAR driver that's at the cup level. No, we, we need to be actively helping say, what can we do? Let's listen mm. and let's find ways to do it. Yeah, and and the way I see it is this, that so there's a show I like on Netflix called The Last Kingdom. It has nothing to do with, with racism. It's about uh, Danish and, and English people, you know, history, whatever. But there's one line in that that stuck out, and, it, it, and this is kind of, it kind of like washed over me today, is that one, one, one of the people says, I've seen too much. I know too much, meaning like they can't be silent anymore about wrong stuff that was happening. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's where I'm at. I've seen too much. I know too much and I can't stay silent anymore about it. I can't sit there and say, well, that's a shame. And then just, uh, you know, look at puppy videos or, well, that's a shame. Let's get back to racing. That's what we're here for. We're here to race. We're here to race. That's just it. Like, but when all the racers are not, safe and i mean we talk about safety right we lost it, uh, the greatest racer of our generation or parents mm-hmm. generation dale yeah. earnhardt senior to safety and what did they and do what the did car. they do and what did they and do they in NASCAR? changed it they changed, they changed it at all everything so I, about the cars about the the hans devices all that stuff you're exactly yeah. right on that because safety we, is important physical right. safety is important and bubba wallace needs to know that he's safe and and not just bubba wallace People of all stripes, colors, creeds need to know when you come to a NASCAR race, you're safe. When you yeah. when you go to an NFL game, you're safe. You when you like, yeah, you can leave your house, anything can happen. You get hit by a bus, I know. But I'm saying no one should go there saying, I'm not welcome at NASCAR. Why why would we want that? What in society, right. let alone at a at a fun event like a NASCAR race? NASCAR's a party, man. Yeah, Tal- Talladega Boulevard is a party when we can have it, because when yeah. people can be there. But I, but you know what? Again, just a thing that you don't think about. I mean, I, f- I would feel totally safe walking down Talladega Bo- Boulevard in the middle of the night, you know, and partying and drinking. And that sounds, mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do it. it. Sounds like a lot of fun. I hope to do it someday. Right. But if it's not going to be safe for my African American friend, if it's not going to be safe for one of my, my gay friends, if it's not going to be safe for whoever else, whatever, then, mm-hmm. then it's not really safe for me because it's not safe for humans until all of us are welcome none of us should be considered welcome and and i don't think that's a problem on talladega boulevard i'm just making the point that mm-hmm. nascar is supposed to be a party it's supposed to be fun it's supposed to be entertainment and when this mm-hmm. stuff happens people say well stick to sports 
We'd love to. We can't. Yeah. <laughs> because sports, exactly. because NASCAR, not NASCAR, again, I keep saying that, because people who have rooted for NASCAR for years have let this stuff fester. And now NASCAR is saying, nope, we're not tolerating it anymore. We yeah. are being intolerant of intolerance, which is what you have to do to create a tolerant society. Go read up on Karl Popper, who's a philosopher, who brings up the paradox of tolerance, where the only way to be truly tolerant in society is to be intolerant of those who are intolerant. That's what we're looking at right now in NASCAR, and that's mm. what they're doing to their credit. And, and, it, and, and I hope NASCAR gets the bottom of this. I hope they find whoever did this. I hope that that person will be banned from the sport or people, whoever it is, they'll right. be banned from the sport for life. Right. I mean, that's absolutely. There's no and, question and I, of that. And I do want to, I do want to, to bring this up too, for those that are, you know, concerned about Southern culture. Can I tell you what I love about Southern culture? I was just down in Carolinas and Georgia and everything and all those States down there a couple weeks ago, the cordiality, the everybody's holds the door open for you, no matter who you are. And, the ability that everyone loves food, loves to get together, loves to have a good time, loves to connect with people. Community is a big part of Southern culture. Those are the things of Southern culture that are to be celebrated. Yeah. The things that are the counterfeit part of Southern culture is the, is the Confederate flag, is racism. Mm -hmm. That's not a part of Southern culture. It may have been for four years or the time leading up to the Civil War, but it's gone. Yeah, it, like like that needs to be done and dusted and 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 wrapped up. And as Dale Jr. said four years ago, for those of you that are Johnny Latecomers to this, and I'm talking to the the people that are trying to defend the Confederate flag, he said it belongs in a museum and nowhere else. And I agree with him on that. It's a part of history. Let people learn about it so they don't repeat it. But it does not need to be displayed anywhere. It does not need to be no. put on top of a camp or an RV. You know what would be great if. If you guys want to camp and have fun, drink and raise hell and praise Dale, man, I'll do it right there with you. Just yeah. fly that American flag or fly your favorite driver's flag above there or shake that hand to someone who looks different from you or talks different than you. Yeah. Or, you know, what I mean, love, God, love your neighbor. That's what it comes down to. Love your fellow American. Love your fellow human. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. And if, if you have trouble with that, look in the mirror and search in your soul and get over it. Honestly, yeah, get know. over it yeah, and you will enjoy life to the fullest, my friend. And it's not too late. You can turn around and do that and and join in with what is becoming the new NASCAR. And I'm proud to be a part of it. Yeah, I agree. And, and it's, it's well said by you. And I, I think you have hit on some really good points today about what what this sport truly needs to move forward. And I would encourage people who say, well, why, why is this getting you know so much attention now? Why is it such a big deal now? because look around you, look around what's happening in society, but also just in NASCAR too, for the perspective on NASCAR, go look up the guys who have been Africans, African Americans who have raced full time in the sport. It's not a long list. I mean, mm. you, you had Wendell Scott, um, you've had Bubba and you've had guys like Bill Lester. I don't know if Bill Lester was ever a full timer, um, I know he, he he did a lot of IMSA racing towards the end, but he did trucks for he did trucks. We saw him he, race he, had a, trucks he had a full truck series. Yeah, well, our dad. We saw him race at trucks when Mansfield was pavement before they put it back to dirt. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, lest, but there hasn't been too many. Raja Karuth is a young driver coming up. He raced at Hickory over this weekend. 
Um, yeah, I I've think seen they his, actually got rained out. But yeah, we follow uh, him on the uh, old Stagger yeah. Podcast Twitter at Stagger Big Podcast. Roger Ruth fans, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it, it, there are drivers that are coming up, but we need to celebrate and champion all drivers that are wanting to be in the sport and be racers, right? Yeah, the people that we need to step, you know, kind of step aside and say, hey, what what are you doing here? Are the the racist Arellis, which if you say his name really oh. fast, it's kind of funny. Uh, racist Arelli. That's yeah. uh, uh, that's I think hitting the nail right on the head there. Yeah. His, his nail, uh, and, his hammer is yeah. hitting that right there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean th those guys honestly. That e even if they're at a point of not understanding, uh, man, get some understanding. Talk, well, you know, I'll give, you, I'll give you get a, to learn his his deal. Listen, you know, honestly, too, if if you're listening to this, you listen to other podcasts. Listen to episode 300 of the Dale Junior Download. He had yeah. Bubba Wallace on for over an hour mm -hmm. with Chase Elliott, and they talked about race. I mean, Chase Elliott came in the back part of it, but I'm just I'm just throwing Chase Elliott's fan there, so we get all the fans in there, right? Yeah, go listen, <laughs> uh, man. But, yes, go but yeah, listen I mean, to that. But trust me, Chase is is all about his friend Bubba, his friend. Yeah. So if you call yourself a Chase Elliott fan, guess who his friend is? Bubba Wallace. If you call yourself a Ryan Blaney fan, guess who his friend is? Bubba Wallace. If you're a Jimmy Johnson fan or a Dale Jr. fan. Guess who their buddy is? Daryl Wallace Jr. Yeah. So it's time to respect and love not just Bubba, but anyone and everyone who is around you. And like, by, by the, the, the way, the time for hate has passed us. Let's be it's clear done. about something, too. Saying that Bubba Wallace has a right to be at a NASCAR track because he's earned it and he, he deserves it and he doesn't deserve to be treated like this doesn't mean you have to like everything Bubba Wallace ever does. Hell, yeah. Bubba Wallace and Alex Bowman, remember that thing where like Bowman was sitting by his <laughs> thing and he walked and Bubba got mad at him and flipped the water bottle in his face and people got mad at him for that right because, the, yeah, and they and said, said, why did Bubba said, do I, that? He looked like he was hot. I was just trying to cool him off. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Bubba or, has, or, look, or even, the, and remember, I'm the biggest Bubba Wallace fan, but when he admitted last year to spin it out on purpose to draw a caution, yeah. he put voice to what everyone else would say. Oh, no, I just had a right rear going down. You know? Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. like, no, I spun out. What are they going to do, find me? Yeah, yeah. they did. They, they did. You. They did find him. You and can't do that. The point um, is, though, it doesn't mean you have to like – you have to go by – you don't have to become a Bubba Wallace fan if, if you're not a fan of his or you don't like Chevrolet or whatever. You know, I don't know, whatever your hang-up is with – that's fine. The point that's a lot different though. Like, yeah, becoming like a fan of Bubba Wallace's or whatever else. Like, if that's your deal, like you and I are both fans of his, and that's great. But if that's not your deal, that's fine. We are talking about Bubba Wallace matters <laughs> to 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 take the line of Black Lives Matter. Like, all that's being said right now is he matters. He should be in that sport. There's nothing wrong with him being in that sport. And if you think that is obvious, and if you think well, who would be against that? I would encourage you because we're all supposed to be learning right now. We should all be listening to other perspectives mm. that are not our own. I would encourage you to go get some perspective and go watch the documentary Uppity featuring yep. Willie T. Ribs, who was a great driver for uh, he, he raced a little bit in IndyCar Formula One, but he was a real big Trans Am guy, a uh, great road racer. Raced about every other, you know, Formula Ford, Champ Car, whatever you can think of. He raced it, but he tried to go into NASCAR. He was asked by Humpy Wheeler to come race in NASCAR. And that story is heartbreaking when you hear about how that went for him. And when you hear about how he was treated, not once, but multiple times where he tried it a few different times. <laughs> we need to know that. We need to acknowledge that history and we need to understand it. Because if you don't understand Willie T. Ribs, it's really hard to look at Bubba Wallace 
and understand truly what he's going through because mm. what he's doing and standing up for what he is and who he is, that is something that takes some balls as big a balls as anybody who drives 200 miles an hour into a corner at Michigan without lifting <laughs> until they're halfway into turn two. Like that's as big of the balls as you can get in the sport. So we salute Bubba. We stand with Bubba on this podcast and, um, I don't know, man. Do you have anything else to say? Because, because if not, I was thinking I, 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 I'd like to do something at the end of the podcast that I think drives home just the beauty of NASCAR. But I'll let you if you have anything else to say. First. Yeah, um, I think I know what you're going to be uh, playing there. But, um, but yeah, I, I just honestly uh, have been a fan of, of Bubba's for a while. But, but also too, more importantly, I've been someone who's grown uh, from maybe having, you know, some of the the touch point. Uh, phrases you hear today, well, maybe all lives matter. And yeah, they do. But until black lives matter, all lives can't matter or they don't matter. You know? Right. Um, so I've been in this spot where I've grown from a point of where I thought I was like, no, this is right. <clears throat> Pardon me. I don't have a cough button. Uh, <laughs> but you know, going back to what I said before, I've seen too much. I know too much. Um, you know, when I go to church, you know, one of my, one of my best friends there is is a african-american guy and my kids play with his kids and he's a he's a he's becoming a big part of our family his family's becoming a big part of our family i should say and you know like when i see his pain from the last month or so uh it, it stretched and grew me in healthy ways and it's gotten me to a point where i've you know recognized some biases in my own life and i just want to encourage people to recognize the biases that you may have that is no fault of your own, not even maybe your parents' fault. It's just something that's been there, and, you, and no one's addressed it until this point. Yeah, and take you know, time, take the time, address it, and and man, like, I think the track would be a beautiful place to sit there on a chair on the infield or tailgating when we get a chance to go out to a track and do some live podcast. Crack, crack open a beer, hang out with us, and after the show, we'll talk. Man, we'll yeah. hang out, we'll talk, and and um. Man, we'll just encourage you to just keep on the path of, of knowledge and enlightenment and and realize that that people matter, that that we're supposed to love our neighbors because that's who they are. And and our neighbors, you know, may be different than they were 50 years ago, but you know what? Um, this is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And we're all if we're all here in America, and I don't care if you're not American or not, you're 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 a human being that deserves to be respected. Um, let's respect one another, let's love one another. Even if we don't understand, that's the one thing I would say is even if you don't understand the differences, yeah. just understand that there may be something there and that, you know, just recognize, listen and learn, listen and learn is how I would end it. Um, because my kids, as you'll hear in a second, are growing <laughs> up to see drivers and, 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 and see people as humans and respect and love them. And their favorite driver happens to be Bob Wallace. So, yeah, well, and that's, uh, that's what I did want to play is so, uh, your son Davey, he, uh, you guys stopped the Richard Petty Motorsports uh, store, well, the shop and all that, but you, yeah, went into the right. store, and Davey, I guess, kind of was t you told him that this is where Bubba Wallace, like this is his team, and he kind of knew yeah. that he's only two years old, probably when this was, it, it, yeah, this was last summer because obviously this summer we went to RCR's campus where Richard Petty Motorsports is located. Um, but they all share a big team shop, the Jermaine racing team. It has a, has a store there. So if you want to go in and stop at a, at a race shop and see the cars, really 
Childers is the only place you can do that, but you can go to the team store in the museum and, and buy all the merchandise you want. Right. So yeah. that's what we were doing. And we told him there's a bit, I kind of was walking around the shop as they were walking in a different direction. And I said, Hey Bubba, here's the Bubba Wallace, you know, spot. You want to see Bubba Wallace, you know, his, where his toys and his shirts and stuff are. And so, and then I turned the video camera on and this, this video, is, video and this camera. Is what sounds old. I turned my phone on, it took a video and, and then you'll that's, hear... it shows him and my daughter running uh, <laughs> to it. And then the rest is, is beautiful. Yeah. And you'll, uh, and you'll hear the audio of, of a child who does not know racism and I pray never has to encounter it in his own life, but I'm sure he will because we live in it. We live he will hear it from a friend. He will see it from someone and it will hurt him probably just like it hurt all of us when we first fully understood the gravity of what was happening. Mm-hmm. But I want you to hear a child who doesn't know any of that. And it's just seeing another human and saying, that's one of my favorite humans. And he doesn't care what color anybody is. He just knows that that's someone that he cares about. And that's, I think the lesson I hope we can all take is that we should feel the way your son feels about Bubba Wallace. We should feel that way about everybody. Everybody right. that everybody that's trying to help us move forward and trying to love each other, that's how we need to feel. So you'll hear that audio, and that'll be the end of the podcast. Thanks again for listening, and as always, stay stacked. That's Bubba Wallace! You see Bubba Wallace? <laughs>